on this episode of Super Nintendat's Pocket, Rad Racer, and the birth of would-be 3D. Hello and welcome to another episode no, 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 of no, no, Super. No, 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 stop. Stop, stop, stop. You're not gonna skip over the fact. You're not, you're not skipping over the fact that that was just great bebopping and scatting over the intro there. Scooby bopping his way. Yep. Scooby 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 bopping. Scooby bopping his way. That was a brand new thing you snuck in on me. You got a little uh what you got a little Mel Torme over there? You got a little yeah, velvet the, fog? Yeah, I got a little velvet <laughs> fog covering my house. Gray was bebopping along all day, humming that song. And I said, do you want to go on the microphone and record it? And he lit up. So we uh, sat down and laid it down. And I just wanted to make sure you were still paying attention. I am paying attention. Great job, Gray. I love that. Oh, he's going to love to hear that. Thank you, buddy. Mm -hmm. Well, everyone, welcome to another episode of Super Nintendat's Pocket, where we take a little time to teach you a lot of stuff about a single topic. This week, Rad Racer and the birth of 3D. Mike's here with me, obviously, and ready mm-hmm. to learn, aren't you, bud? I am ready, Professor, but it better not be another sham doctor lesson. I didn't like Dr. Mario. <laughs> no, I don't I like the game. I don't like the doctor. <laughs> I don't respect the man. What do you got for me this week? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> all right, so the Nintendo 3DS, one of the best-selling consoles of all time, but Nintendo's relationship with 3D was actually a 25-year romance filled with peaks and valleys. And it all started with a race against Sega at the very beginning of the console wars. Let's get into it. I'm listening. Before Sega claimed it did what Nintendo don't, the two companies were already in a heated arms race. Capturing the hearts and hands of America's youth was paramount at this time, and very quickly, 3D gaming became an eye-popping possibility. In 1987, Nintendo released the Famicom 3D system in Japan. Which I had never heard of before this, so tell me all about it, slash, I want one. Go ahead. Right. Well, you would have owned one, because I know you. You had Mm -hmm. everything. And Mm -hmm. yes, this is 3D gaming all the way back in 1987. But the reason you haven't heard of it is because it never crossed the Pacific. Nintendo's Famicom 3D system was only available to our friends in Japan. Oh, hello, friends in Japan. I don't know if we have any listeners in Japan, but... Oh, we have plenty. Do we? I'm sorry that the system was a flop over there. But if you have one... Email us and tell us about it. I would love to hear your memories about. Oh, the- so you you think that this was a flop? Uh, y- yeah, I'm. I, I almost certainly, if it didn't cross over to our market, no. No, yeah, it was. It was a total flop. <laughs> it was a total <laughs> flop. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, okay. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. they released they released like <laughs> six games. Um, so it used the Famicom expansion port. That's how you were able to activate it. It had six compatible titles on the Famicom cartridges, and the others were discs for the Famicom disc system. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with the Famicom disk system, that's great. But if you're not, have no fear because we will get into it on an upcoming Pocket Cast. That's right. Fun fact, that Pocket Cast was supposed to be this Pocket Cast, but we had a COVID-related mail delay. Mm. Uh, Todd's disk system is currently somewhere in Osaka. Where is it? Yeah, it's, in, it's, it's it's somewhere in Japan. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's, you know that it's, Weezer song about the girl from a little island in Japan. Yeah, 
Yes, you there. That's where it is. Yeah. So I sniff and I lick. Yeah, that's a little. It's just creepy now, but back then it's we, creepy. We, I listened to scream. it recently. It's pretty creepy. But that's the island, same island. It's same, from her. It's, on, mm-hmm. it's with it's with her male Ex- essentially. <laughs> exactly. It's with her male. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, just one month after Nintendo drops this 3D system that time is now forgotten. Sega releases the Segascope 3D glasses. But, um, but let me ask you something. Because now I want one of these things. Yep. How much are they going for on eBay? You have if two options. You can spend okay. about 50 bucks on eBay, or you can jump into a time machine and come into my basement when I was 10 and had communion and received it as a gift from my great aunt. <laughs> you, this was a communion this gift communion for you. Gift. Yeah, this is Listen, one of the. Th- yeah, it was. It yeah, was. Yeah. It was. It made the church ensured that every kid got Sega Scope 3D glasses set. Right, <laughs> right. Body of Christ, glasses of Sega. That's how right. it goes, right? Glasses <laughs> of Sega. Well, no, no. I also got a cross and a book of Psalms because I was playing piano pretty heavy at the moment <laughs> at that time. <laughs> so it it was a it was a dynamite communion. So it was it was pretty great. It was pretty good. I mean, you got the you, cross, if, you got you, the Psalms, you got the Segascope 3D. Right. Well, during the Council of Nicaea, they made sure that you had to get a gaming system during your communion. Right. Did you take the um, <laughs> Did you take the Segascope 3D glasses out of his hand, or did you let him, the priest, put them directly on your face? <laughs> Those are the two <laughs> options. Yeah. He wiped he wiped them first before he gave them to me. <laughs> As you do. Yes. So I did not. I, no, listen, I did not get the Segascope glasses. They came in the box with the Master System and Missile Defense 3D and two controllers. Mm-hmm. It was the whole thing. It was the whole shebang. I didn't just get the glasses. That would be absurd. I don't even think they sold the glasses. I think they only sold it as part of the set. So it was a pack-in, promotional pack-in. I think it was just a pack-in, yeah. I, they may have sold it, but it didn't last for long. Okay. So those are your options. Time Machine or eBay? <laughs> Time Machine or eBay. I would love to go back, uh, not just to be in your basement and play the Segascope, but to attend your communion and wish you well. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. We actually went to Chinese dinner afterwards, and it was really nice. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, this is a really great place called Ming's that's no longer there. <laughs> and it's funny because the guy's name was Harold that ran the place, but everyone called him Ming. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it was you, called put Ming the, you put Ming on the sign, and what do you expect? People are going to think that's, that's your name. <clears throat> <laughs> Boy. Unlike Nintendo's conservative release in just Japan, Sega went big, launching the glasses in multiple markets, including the US, which is why I had my very own pair. Okay, the phrase launching glasses just ma- just makes me feel like it's a failure <laughs> yeah, exactly. right away. Right. Right away. Okay. Yeah. Keep, go well, on. Yeah, like Snapchat glasses. They were they're yeah. still huge, right? Are they a thing still? Yeah. Well, you know, I actually just read an article that they're going to Apple's creating AR glasses that are going to look like Steve Jobs iconic round lenses. I just want like Terminator RoboCop vision. Whenever that's I want ready. a visor. I, I mean, you can't do it with glasses. You need a visor. Like yeah. Metroid just, Prime. Give me a different visor for different things. Yeah. And and I would buy it if like even if it like was like totally basic, like it's got like a map on it and like it tells you people's blood type. I'd be like, okay, like that seems useful. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fine. You know yeah. it, it tells him that's the, totally fine. Yeah, pe- people's pizza topping preference. It's like, oh, right, there's like, a yeah. they have mushroom half peppers over there. Right. Who's a that's threat a, in the room and who likes pepperoni? That's that's yeah, exactly. probably all they yeah, I could jive with her. That. She likes a uh, half pepperoni, half uh, sausage. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. What, what, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? All right. All right. So 
Both Sega and Nintendo's 3D glasses used a really complex for the time pair of LCD shutter glasses to give the impression that the game was in full 3D. Mm-hmm. Now, Sega's glasses were much cooler looking. They mm-hmm. were way more comfortable, which I can mm-hmm. attest to. And some claim to be the superior product all around, but flopped. Right. Of course. Yes. Total flop. Okay. Yeah. Right. Except, well, they were big in the, they went hard. I think they spent all their dollars going after people who had just had first communion. And <laughs> exactly. That was a big marketing push. And unlike right. almost everything else, they were not big in Japan. Right. So Sega Scope 3D glasses, the 3D system for the Famicom used the expansion port. The 3D glasses for the Sega Scope used the card port of the Master System, where you had the Hue card reader um, for games like Ghost House and things like that. Right. Ghost House famously, the cover, the artwork for the cover is just someone <laughs> right. holding, the, holding the, the card. The, the, the holding the cartridge of Ghost House, which right. I think deserves to be blown up to about, you know, like eight by twelve feet and put on my wall somewhere. It's just it's not it's a bad just, idea for decoration. I mean, you can do a very MC Escher version of uh yeah, a cartridge on that. It's just kind of very meta. It just goes into itself and into itself and into itself. Yeah, it's a brilliant stroke and that poor man probably got fired they were like get rid of like <clears throat> jeff jeff has lost it like we no, got that guy went on to write inception it's essentially the same plot <laughs> right and that man christopher nolan christopher nolan yeah a young right. christopher nolan uh, christopher nolan ghost house on ghost house within ghost house within ghost house <laughs> and set <laughs> sure. um and set on a mountain in the snow uh-huh okay So, the cool thing about Nintendo's system is that they did create games for the 3D system specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Sega's approach was to kind of retrofit games like Missile Defense and Outrun with the the 3D option. Right, the old reverse engineer. But Outrun was a huge game. Outrun was a huge Outrun game was massive. It was a massive arcade game. Still probably one of their most popular arcade games. And yeah. very much like Sega's marketing strategy, if a game is very popular in the arcade, they would rush it home to their home console. Right. And Nintendo's answer to Outrun was Rad Racer. Uh, released as Hideway Star in Japan. They were clearly... Hi- wait, wait, wait. Hi- released as Highway Star? Highway Star in Japan, yep. Oh, God, Rad Racer is such a better name. Okay. Nintendo's answer, Rad Racer, in hot pursuit of Sega with a little help from a pre-RPG Square Studios. Which is very interesting to me because I can't even imagine Square pre-RPG. Yeah, you think of Square, you think of RPG. Not only do you think of Square, you think of RPG, but you think of RPG and you think of Square. Yes, that's, that's a fair flip. Thank you. So, the game reviewed well. At its release, Nintendo Time said, if you enjoy the arcade hit Outrun, but don't own a Master System, Rad Racer is the closest thing to it on the NES. Oof. Oof. Yeah, right. If you're, Listen, if you're into second fiddles, mm-hmm. if, if uh, you know, if you can't get the person you want to go out with, but you really like the look of their friend. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, you know, like, we, we got someone for you. This is... Uh, that's too bad, because I think Rad Racer is a good game, but it's forever in the shadow of OutRun. Agreed. But remember also, Rad Racer being released in 3D in Japan, it was released on the 3D system. In North America, it was a little different. We got the worst, obviously. We got cheap plastic 3D glasses for Anaglyph 3D and a 3D mode uh, by pushing the select button during the game. The point is, 
Rad Racer was the first Nintendo game released in America with an option for 3D play. Right. It's Nintendo sticking their toe in the water. Right. The birth so of 3D Nintendo. The water birth of... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I with could... the help of a doula, you can do anything in the tub. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, all right, the so. Wa- the water birth. The water okay. birth. The water so, birth. But speaking of water birth, Nintendo's next 3D attempt was a massive belly flop in the tub. The most infamous and expensive 3D virtual failure of all time, Gunpei Yokoi's Virtual the boy. Virtual Boy. Yeah, jeezy mm. crazy. We don't even have time to get into that. Oh, no, we definitely don't. That's going to be a problem for an entirely another pocket cast, and I am not ending this one on a downer. I agree. Let's not do that. All right. Well, listen, instead, let's end on this. I actually tracked down some 3D glasses, a copy of Rad Racer, and enlisted one of the finest race car drivers in the world to kick the tires, if you will. Holy moly. I'm going to forgive the pun because I'm excited you have a special guest. Let me I guess. Do. Thank you. Is it Ch- is it Chase Elliott? It's not. Is it is it Joey Logano? Nope. Is it Alex Bowman? Don't never who don't have no idea who that is. Okay, I don't know any of them either. They're the only NASCAR drivers that I googled. Oh, um, I'm assuming I reached out to one. all of those people that I have no idea who they are. Reach out to them; they weren't available. But I was able to land an absolute legend who is very happy to be here. Take a flag checkpoint. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Super Nintendad's Entertainment Podcast. My name is Todd Hunt and joining me today is my five-year-old son, Grayson. How are you, Gray? Good, and I'm very happy to be here. And I am very happy to have you here. We just spent the morning playing Rad Racer. So, Grayson, which car did you like in Rad Racer the most? The Ferrari or the F1 Racer? The big racy one. The yellow one? Yeah. Do you think that one went faster? Yes, really fast. How many times did we get to the checkpoints? One. <laughs> Not many, did we? Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah. Easy game or tough game? Super tough. Yeah, it's. we didn't even finish the first course and we played for like an hour. Yeah. It was cool looking though, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. And you said you really liked the sound effect. Yes, I really did. Very cool. And so did you rather the 3D mode on with the glasses or the 3D mode off? On. On? You did? Yeah. I definitely didn't. Why? It made me carsick. Well, Daddy got carsick. <laughs> I did. And what was, your, what was your least favorite part of the game? The ugly D. The ugly D. The D in the Rad Racer logo. Yeah, that was ugly. And what does Rad mean? Do you know? Super duper cool. <laughs> it does. It means super duper cool. Do you think the game deserves to be called Rad? Is it super duper cool? Yes. Really? Do you want to keep playing it later to see if we can try to get better at it? Yeah, maybe. All right. Maybe we should try the different car, the Ferrari, the red one. All right. I tried that one, and it was very cool, but not as fun as the yellow one. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to say about Rad Racer and the first 3D experience that Nintendo gave to us kids here in America back in 1987? That it's fun, cool, and that it's...
and I like the calls. Lastly, Grayson, what should gaming always be? Fun. That's right. Thanks for joining me, buddy. You're welcome. And thanks for joining us, everyone. See you soon. <laughs> Girl boy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>